This is exactly right. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. clear when you're a guest in my home you gotta come to me empty-handed I said no gifts your presence is presence enough and I already had too much stuff so how do you dare disobey me Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weinegger. I hope you're having a nice day. I hope wherever you are currently is less on fire than where I am right now. Um, what else is going on? All of my houseplants are currently alive. Things are going okay, and I hope they're going even better for you. Oh, I did drive my car directly off the curb today from the gas station. That woke me up. I'm ready to go. The <laughs> bottom of my car is probably leaking oil at this point, but that's something I'll deal with in the future. Because right now, I want to—I have something else to deal with. Oh, the snake is rattling in the bush. Oh, that was it's, the oil dripping. Oh, it's both. Because when you're dealing with Chris Fleming, you've got snake in the bush and you've got oil on the driveway. Chris, welcome. <laughs> To I said no gifts. Thank did you for I, having me, Bridget. Did I introduce you? I feel this is Chris Fleming, everyone, one of the all-time greats. Oh my God, really? Of course. And you're wearing sunglasses, which we spoke briefly before we began recording, but they look incredible. Yeah, I was worried that my it would it would be a hard time. I would have a hard time establishing pathos <laughs> with these puppies on. Right. Um, but l- luckily, that's established mostly through my through my nose. That's why <laughs> I go I go through the Gerard Depardieu. That's the, so that's why that's why Bridger and I are feeling it right now. You know, I I'm going to say again, your hair does a lot of the work for you. It it's just immediately. I feel at peace and welcome in the Chris Fleming aura with your hair. With the Shelly D? The with Shelly, the Shelly D, of course. I mean, yeah. it's uh, a little uh, Sigourney W. <laughs> <laughs> I like casting uh, them in like a first grade classroom. Right. You know? I love picturing them kind of like peanut style characters. <laughs> um, what does... Uh, Jones C. <laughs> yes, Jones C. 
<laughs> even though there's no other um, people with their last names or, or even with the letters. <laughs> Jonesy is fantastic. <laughs> um, how are you? Okay, where are you? First of all, I'm in the pagoda. You're in, oh, you're in, in the, pagoda. the pagoda. So the yeah. last time we spoke, there was a chance that you were going to head east. Yeah, yeah. I had the opposite. What's manifest? I had manifest east in me a little while ago, but then I decided, then I backed out. You know. Was yeah. there any particular reason, or was it just you didn't want to drive across the country? I go, um, I, I go off of uh, primal feelings, Bridget. That's kind of what. That's kind of what I do. I don't. I don't deliberate. Um, and when, the day I saw you, how did I seem when the, way, the, the, the day I saw you on your doorstep? You seemed. You know, you it was seemed what, was in it, between was it 4 You seemed in Four. right in between <laughs> spaces at the time. I mean, you were in a. You darkened my doorway. You were wearing a tank top. Can you can you darken a doorway in a tank top? I don't know, but you did. Darken the darken the doorway. Is that what is that what people say? You darken my doorway. Oh, it's oh, I love I love that. Uh, oh, I thought you were just I thought you were just making that up. Uh, I don't know. I feel like that. Is it a, sexy or 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 was I ruining your doorway? No, it's definitely sexy. I mean, you had a mask on. You had sunglasses. You were yep. definitely. I mean, but your arms were laid bare. And you were uh, nude arms. Yeah. Totally nude arms. Um, a very summery look. This was a few weeks ago. We're now, you know, we're headed into fall here. But uh, at the time, I felt like you were torn between coasts. I'm just going to say it. There was no yeah. set plan. There's, there's never been a set plan, you know, <laughs> and, and, um, and I, I'm a, I, I was once described, um, as a butterfly by 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 a therapist um, I, yeah. that, uh, any particular yeah. butterfly monarch uh, that actually is the end of my knowledge of butterfly <laughs> names if you knew more <laughs> i would have swamped the bench um i i think um i don't i don't think she uh, necessarily knew breeds either um I, I i don't know i think um I, but the way she was basically just saying that i'm i'm a flight risk oh. I'm, I'm just i <laughs> I'm really slippery. I, I have a hard time kind of hungry. I, I didn't, I don't think I planted my feet till my 30th birthday. Sure. You know? And why? I don't why think bother, I, you know, I don't think I had the confidence for stillness through, till, the, um, through your 20s. My you third. Should, just the wind should be blowing you about. You should be flapping your wings. And Thank then you. at 30, you just give up and plant. You get into the pagoda. She was an 80 year old woman. And she said, uh, she, she had this really high voice and she talks like this. And she says, you're a butterfly. You're beautiful to a lot of people. <laughs> Me? She made some comment that I wasn't her type. What? And she then went on to say that. And I was like, what? why are you telling me this, Dr. Ann? And she was like, well, even if we were alone on a desert island for six months, I still wouldn't touch you. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? I feel like comparing comparing someone to a an animal or a bug or an insect is a good uh, entry point to telling them you're not not their type. Whereas <laughs> if you just start with them as a human and you say you're not, the, you know, that really is a harsh way to go about it. But suddenly you're thinking of yourself as a butterfly. Okay, I'm not your type of butterfly. <laughs> did you did you receive any uh, mental health help from this woman, or was she just kind of hitting on you and uh, comparing you to insects? Do you think that that, okay, yeah, I, I've been tossing around, so you think she was just nagging me? Yeah, of course. That was oh, a long okay. con neg. Is that a yeah, thing? That yeah, that's, that's, that makes more sense. Away. That's going to make me sleep easier, because my take was she just, I thought she was just, 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 just stomping me in the mud. <laughs>
um, did I get? And did I? Very low self I, I open. I was open to mental health um, uh, suggestions from her. I don't know if anything worked. I mean, I, she was one of those people. She was a, like more of a mystic, I think. Than, oh, um, okay. Yeah, sure. and so it was kind of more like she's one of those people that if you ever ask them about being a witch they they um they don't answer directly you know and but they don't react strongly either so right. it's like oh, so, certainly yeah the the witch's answer should never be a hard yes or no <laughs> i mean you're essentially a witch so you I, don't know. Know. I mean I, I don't know about that you, you know? but you're living in in the in between where magic i just happen. I, I just did it. That was witch speak. See? Oh, yes. See, it was yeah. so subtle. I didn't even know. I just. See, that's what we, that's what we're taught that's at witch you. Yeah. You just got witched. <laughs> that's your prank show. <laughs> you go around. Buckle up. You're about to get witched. <laughs> yeah. I take the form of many different, <laughs> different woodland creatures. So have you done, have you been able to do any type of traveling over the last few months or is it, have you been planted here in uh, Los Angeles? Uh, I have, um, I've been, I've kind of uh, been behind the wheel of a car a lot. I've, I've been sure. kind of locomoting around a lot like that. Yeah. Have you? Uh, you know, I've, I will go on drives certainly, but I have, yeah, I need to do that. Um, I need to do that many hours a day. There, there are some right. days where I need to drive for two hours, which I know is not the best in terms of leaving a carbon footprint, but <laughs> I, I do need to. I'm driving two Hummer, uh, stretch Hummers. You're kind I of do. like a uh, water skier, essentially. Yeah, yeah, one yeah. On yeah. One, foot. one leg through each moonroof. <laughs> yeah. Being towed by a semi-truck. And there's a pre-prom in each one of um, <laughs> mean teens from Laguna Beach. This is a Mad Max pre-prom. <laughs> And they're all, yeah, and they're all fucked up on virgin pina coladas in the back. <laughs> they're placebo messed. This is just for you to go pick up a plant at the nursery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Fill just me to get a new pot. <laughs> yeah. Are you moving around a little bit? Are you in a saucer of some kind? I, I actually am. I just realized that. I'm in a, I got a new office chair, which doesn't squeak, but it's also a, um, like a twisty office chair. So, I'm uh, and I, my legs are crossed, and so I'm, you know, I'm twirling. I'm essentially twirling throughout this podcast. This is so, the, yeah. I've seen you appear. Either, yeah, the line of your movement has been impossible. I'm to squatting in roller skates and just yeah. kind of rolling around the room. You got you were in the, you were up high up in the corner by the fire alarm for a second, and then you were. <laughs> <laughs> then you were behind that door. I didn't want to call it out because I know it's not a visual visual format, but <laughs> I'm just buzzing around the room like a wasp. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you got stung? I actually got stung last year. And wow. for the first time as an adult. And for years yeah. leading up to this, I was always, the, you know, because I got stung as a kid. And of course, it like makes you cry. And it's just this horrifying experience. And then you right. don't get stung for a long time and you forget. You're just like, did that hurt? What, what, what is that experience? And so I was actually curious. Right. And this hornet did me the favor. It stung me right in the palm. And it, of course, hurt. I mean, it wasn't like devastating, yeah. but it, it hurts. It, I mean, it's a creature defending itself with what it thinks is deadly force. Have you been stung? Well, the, <laughs> is it, was that the kind that does it? 
the ones that do it and then die, the, the, the one that that's that's when it's flattering. Right. Of course, you were willing to give up existing to try to, to harm me to harm me slightly. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it's they're really, defending the hive or something. Well, I think there's some that are just absolute dicks, right? Like I think that's I think that's wasps and hornets. Um, no, I haven't. I haven't been stung in a while, but but I, I was speaking with someone who did, and um, and so I've been I've had it on my mind uh, because because I guess there's a difference between when you get it uh, like as a teen and versus like you kind of find out every ten years whether or not you're allergic. Right? Oh, really? So this could have been really uh, traumatic for me. Unfortunately, I, don't know. I, I discovered I've my thirties. I'm still bulletproof. Yeah, it definitely. Yeah, but so you're fine. You got it right in the. You got it in the palm. Wow, that's right kind of palm. that's that's profound. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. You got it right in the pan's labyrinth. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a great uh, word for palms. Right over my eyes. I was doing the pan's labyrinth, and the bees were trying to uncover my eyes. Do you ever? Um, do you ever? Um, I was. We were just writing a scene um, in this thing where someone crashes. Well, you just reminded me of this. Where someone crashes. I I crashed my Vespa into an Italian restaurant three <laughs> times in a row, and and on the third time, I, each time I come out with raviolis on my eyes, and I have to peel them. <laughs> Barnacles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, do you ever, you, you were saying renaming uh, palms, do you rename parts of your body ever? Um, I don't think I ever have. You know, you get your classic, you, you're calling your feet your dogs, your paws, your... Uh, <laughs> your, but, your border collies. Your border collies, your cocker I call my feet my, uh, my Basenjis. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any other names for parts of your body? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My shoulders are my parrot holders. That's so interesting. I was going to ask about your shoulders, and I wonder if that's because of this great shirt you're wearing, or maybe we're just on the same wavelength here. But your parrot holders, that's great. I've just yeah, discovered that um, uh, apparently there are a lot of uh, native parrots to Los Angeles. There's a there's a theory, um, and there's like this old wives' tale that gets passed around. I used to live uh, in South Pasadena, and they, um, they, they said that a, a pet store either was robbed or burned down in like the thirties and all these parrots escaped and then repopulated the town. And like every morning, like they, they, they scream at your window at 5am and just like <laughs> cause absolute, absolute rainforest. Oh, bad luck. I hope that's kind of like the fun kind of whimsical version of the alligator in the sewer story. Right, right, right. It's kind of, it's kind of fucked up logic though. Cause then wouldn't there be like goldfish and puddles everywhere you went? You know? Right. And uh, yeah, the, just adorable puppies everywhere we go. Hmm. Gerbils in the mailboxes. Right. Where do gerbils naturally exist? Is that Petco. <laughs> they come into existence. That's where I mean, from the dawn yeah, of for time, the cost of raspberries. <laughs> yeah, you could get blueberries today or a gerbil. It's like three ninety nine. <laughs> do we want Driscolls or the gerb? Have you? Ever, I'll get the gerb. Have you ever owned a gerbil or a rodent? No, oh, I, uh, my mom was allergic to dogs and I was a real, am a real dog head. Okay. And so I researched all these breeds that were hypoallergenic. Um, I spent like my entire, I was like, I, w I had beakers and everything and I was doing all these experiments till <laughs> I was like 10, just like going through like New Guinea singing dog, all these like dangerous animals. Um, <laughs> but the one that we arrived at was a hedgehog that didn't cause her any oh. harm. So, so which, I, which actually isn't a rodent, right? It's like some other, it's it, like I a guess freaky. It's a marsupial. Is that right? Yeah. That's, do they have a pouch? I, I don't know. They might have a, there are a lot of things that have a pouch that probably don't 
probably shouldn't have a pouch. I feel like a pouch on a marsupial, they're dragging that along the ground. It doesn't feel really uh, evolutionarily uh, correct to me, but I'm pretty sure... You think that some animals have pouches that don't deserve them? Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. They haven't earned them. I mean, (laughs) the the only animal that I really think has earned it of course is the kangaroo kangaroo and yeah and otherwise it just oh it feels like a knockoff or uh they just haven't earned it like the hedgehog which may not so you think one. like you think the kangaroo is like the head of cotillion and oh, oh, and everyone else is just showing up with the knockoffs or coach bags <laughs> yeah now, that's a good point i mean an opossum definitely does not deserve that wait does a opossums have a pouch oh yeah yeah they're the trashiest marsupial no the opossum This creature, every time I learn something new about an opossum, the scarier it becomes to me. These things came out of a portal at some point. They... They, every one of them looks like it's been alive since the beginning. They are so terrifying. I, I don't understand why there isn't a bigger uh, a a bigger backlash against the. Most people seem okay with opossums. I am no. scared to death. No, no, no. They're absolute night freaks. <laughs> I mean, they have shark teeth. <laughs> they are they have, horrifying. They all look like they've been rolling around in lint. And they have just white eyes with no pupils, right? Oh, is that true? I think so. Yeah. Are they blind? Um, no, they're tail sees. <laughs> it's that their tiny tail eye see. on the end of the tail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, the eyes are just white. <laughs> their, their teeth are jagged. And yeah, and while yeah. people aren't looking, the tail kind of goes up scorpion style and looks around. It's kind it's of a, a periscope. periscope. Yeah, 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 yeah. And those things are thick too. They're extremely thick. I mean, that you could slice that up and put it on a sandwich. It's essentially a horrifying rat sausage. And the worst, my my least favorite thing about opossums is that they speak in solfege. <laughs> the do re mi's. <laughs> Have you have you had many run-ins with uh, opossums in Los Angeles? Oh God, no! I, it, my last run-in with a possum was actually not even what we call possums, but in Australia, we Mara Wilson and I were we were we were being told about these possums everywhere. Like every Australian was like warning us about these possums, right. or they would just talk about them, throw it around. And then one night after, like we had a bunch of elderberry cocktails, they were like, "Oh look, yeah, yeah, there's those possums," and. These are what we saw was something that doesn't exist even on Google Images. This is something that, like, I, in kindergarten, you know, you think you kind of you get like the gist of of, of animals, you know, you're right. taught most, and then like you learn endangered stuff as it goes on. But these, what we saw, what what the Australians are calling possums, they're about five six. They they have tiny tiny heads, like like head the size. Uh, they probably weigh about. 200 pounds, but heads a head the size of my fist. Okay. <laughs> no eyes. <laughs> Cropped tail. <laughs> Polka dotted, like a cow, kind of, right? Big fupa. <laughs> Big fupa. Aeropostel hat. <laughs> These things were not what we call possums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I uh, and they, I assume they travel in herds. This is something- there were three of them. I have a very blurry photo because I was screaming at the top of my lungs and jumping. 
Your and Lauren, I saw them waving around in the air, and you were just doing everything you could to get a picture. <laughs> I was doing, I was doing the Copacabana up top, <laughs> trying to get help. I was waving the helicopters and everything. Yeah, I was calling my dad. Oh, Chris, what's, what's up? It's one in the morning. <laughs> I mean, the things that are happening animal-wise in Australia are, I wouldn't even say unnatural. <laughs> <laughs> that continent, supernatural yeah i would go beyond supernatural i uh <laughs> supernatural i mean i think uh lends some level of uh mystique whereas the things in australia are just i i it's just there's a black hole spitting them out somewhere onto that <laughs> and it feels a little do you remember in super mario brothers 3 that when you go to the giant world and everything is larger. Sure, sure. That, that was in Super Mario 64, too. Oh, that's yeah. right. Oh, yeah. I feel like Australia is Tiny, tiny of, island or something. Right. About as close as we're going to get uh, <laughs> to that, where everything is just seven times larger than it needs to be. Everything could yes. just use a little bit of shrinking. Um, yeah, yeah. And there... And a lot of them are, um, just, just temperament-wise, are hell-bent on chaos a oh, lot of the creatures of like the mag the, the, i think it's called the magpie the kids have to wear during magpie season the kids have to wear helmets that have magpie faces painted on the top <laughs> so that they don't get attacked by magpies <laughs> magpies that they won't even something like they, they nest and then they will just like leave within like like a four mile radius of their nest they just want to kill everybody they will drill a hole in your child's head <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Turn your children's yeah, no, skull it, it, into the, the animals nest. there. What? I mean, they're turning children's skulls into nests all over Australia. <laughs> the animals are definitely made by our sins. <laughs> Absolutely, Chris. What do you think is happening at the bottom of the ocean? Are we ever going to know? A silent disco. <laughs> yeah, that probably that makes sense. Actually, you've got the, oh, yeah. the fish with the lights on them. You've got. Well, Absolutely. Remember the no Planet notes. Earth's deep sea episode where some of the animals were just clearly made up, like clearly CGI? <laughs> or it's just like, like, the, uh, like a glitch in a video game, essentially. One of them is just a white cube. <laughs> a perfectly cute, a perfectly edged cube, something from an perfectly old Apple smooth. store. <laughs> just Remember there was one animal that was like attached to a, to a rock and was just like getting pummeled by a waterfall for its entire terrible six-year lifespan. <laughs> What is that? What is the Greek myth? Who who gets his uh, liver plucked out? That feels like the under the sea version of that. <laughs> I can't remember who gets his liver plucked for eternity, but uh, Chris Kattan. Chris Kattan, <laughs> according to mythology, he's as close as we're um, going to get to a Greek god. Let me ask you, Bridger. What do you think's happening at the bottom of the sea? I think planning. I think a lot of planning. Planets? Planning. Oh, planning. Planning, plotting, and scheming. <laughs> that's all i mean it's been too quiet too long they have a lot of space down there and i mean the closest anyone's gotten is james cameron and we all know he's probably on their side uh yeah that's that's um wait i confuse him with who's the other one that uh wrote jerry Maguire? um oh that's uh uh <laughs> i don't know that's, that's uh, jonathan lipnicki <laughs> yes it's based out of a long form improv by jonathan lipnicki <laughs> They kind of let it the was a documentary roll. about him, yeah. and it just turned in Tom Cruise kind of 
kind of want, got greedy. You know, uh, you know, uh, little Jonathan later became kind of an extreme bodybuilder. No, yes. Did he? And the only reason I know this, the only reason I know this was, I think, in about 2011, New Year's Eve. Just uh, it came to me. I should tweet something about. I think Jonathan Libnicki has big things in store for the new year. <laughs> Several months later, he's all over the news, tanned to all hell, muscle. You bound. predicted it. I predicted it. You knew Libnicki was up to something. I knew something told me he had something in the works for us. And you're tapped in, man. All, all you got to do to be a witch is pay attention. That's what they say, and that's what that's where that's why you got you got the vacuum hugged, hooked up to the walls. You're not even plugged into the. And you're not. You know, it's one of those vacuums. It's this. You know, it's you know, it's when the a, house sucks. Uh, central vac. Is that yeah? You're on central vac. If <laughs> that's you're predicting the ultimate Lip luxury. To be able to just put a hose to the wall and suddenly you're vacuuming. Oh, <laughs> oh. Your walls are just full of air that's sucking at all times? What is that? The house is always in a constant suck. Our house is part tornado. I never understood that when I saw that as a kid. Right. Like, how is, how does how is it that happening? What is yeah. that technology and where does it go? Yeah, it's, it's just always just... <laughs> and it's just blowing into the neighbor's house or what? where is that? Uh, into the core that? of the earth. <laughs> directly into the core of the earth yeah it's yeah it's way beneath the foundation and just vacuums everything into the into the magma the, the middle of the earth is just full of dust and gum wrappers um when you said you knew what jonathan lipnicki was up to in 2011 you're like the only way i knew was and i was thinking you were going to say you had google alerts set for jonathan lipnicki <laughs> well i do now yeah 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 wow he that movie was such an embarrassment of riches that movie it had too many it's like what Booksmart tried to do with like 20 characters you know they they did it with like five they, they, like each one is just like stealing the goddamn show well you get Libnicki in there and you every frame he's on what is that uh, blog called the perfect frame or every frame a picture or something I don't know every one of those should just be Libnicki just what, was he in another movie post Maguire or was that the end of the road for our little Jonathan? Ah, oh, God, I'm sure there's some exposés on where he is, what he's done, but well, I confuse him. He kind of came around the same time. He wasn't in Simon Birch. That was someone else. No, I think that was Simon Birch. I think that was simply the Simon fictitious Birch character Simon, Simon Birch. Birch. <laughs> yeah, got it. <laughs> Got it. I forgot okay. about Simon Birch. I mean, you can't. No. <laughs> I you won't mustn't. from now on. I feel you like mustn't. I was. I do know. I was in eighth grade. I remember very specifically Simon Birch coming out that year and uh, did not see the film. But... Well, you you don't need to. Uh, do you ever play Sim City when you were young? Uh, yeah, of course. You know when you were really feeling like an absolute, you know, agent of chaos, you could just go and select every natural disaster, right? And and destroy the town. That was basically what happened in Simon Birch. Every, <laughs> every bad thing that could happen happened. <laughs> Does a giant like monster things. stomp on Simon Birch? <laughs> yeah, there's like an alien invasion. There's like a, there's a brief possession. <laughs> yeah, no, that terrible thing. He like he, he he it's it's really messed up. Like you really should watch it. It's really stunning. It was. It was a big movie uh, for a substitute teacher that I had. Um, oh, that feels cool. like a substitute teacher movie to put in. 
Mr. Hone's Opus. That. Just like the four Um, DVDs that the school library has. Pink Flamingos. (laughs) Of course. Just all of the John Waters collection. John Waters can be played for a seventh grade class. That would really, that, that should happen. That's what I would do if I was substitute teaching again. I'd put it on. Have you substitute teach taught? Absolutely. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. From 2009 to 2000, it was only like a year, actually. I, I, yeah, my hometown right after, right after uh, I graduated. Was it, it was, at the it was school dark. you went to? I'm afraid so. So we and I, bullied by fellow students? The kindergartners. They would chase me around the, the, the gym. <laughs> it, was, it was messed up. Um, they would call me at like 4 a.m., and they'd be like, this this oh, wonderful course. woman, like, Cheryl. Yeah, because those are the hours. The and she's like, teacher has hmm. died or whatever, and we need right. somebody. And she would give me the pick of the litter, whatever. She'd be like, you want to teach eighth grade tech ed today? Or you want to <laughs> teach second grade? I mean, the people who teach like kindergarten through third grade, it's like you are risking your life because those those kids are just... They're wild horses. They are. Yeah, you say this, and uh, I did like an after-school job teaching second graders, and and you know I'm not a large man. There were a lot of elementary schoolers who were quite power too. They were essentially my size, and (laughs) they have no qualms about being mean to you. So no, 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 no. If you have a a single pimple, right? Then you then they diagnose you with chickenpox. Immediately. <laughs> What's that about? Uh, <laughs> you look like you're really going through it. Did you have any uh, real uh, problem students? I feel like you would be a great substitute teacher. I feel like you'd be smoking in class. Oh yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I was, um, I was quite good at it. It was one of my few, uh, one of my, one of my, the only jobs I was, I was good at. Um, I wasn't good at teaching them anything. Right. But, but you don't have to as a substitute teacher. Hand out you're a just worksheet or a, you know, a word Oh, but I, I didn't even, I didn't do any of that either. It was, <laughs> I, it was mostly, mostly just kind of a, some rap sessions. You know? <laughs> we, oh, there was one class where I would do a physical challenge and we would, we would have to, um, they would pick one of their own to race me up a hill and I always lost and I would like almost throw up. From they the, would pick <laughs> one of their own. This is like the yeah. lottery or something. <laughs> yeah. It's a Shirley Jackson story. It's called one of their own. It's about a man who's beaten to death by children that he's substitute teaching. You never Pre-teens. won. You never no, won. No, no, no. I, I, but I talked a huge game. You seem like and, somebody who would be fast. You're slender. Um, you know. You, you know. It takes a while for the twins to cook up. You know. That's because uh, right. they're so long. Yeah. Yeah. And you were um, no, I'm really, substitute teacher, khakis, and probably not ready to run. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever? You ever teach? I didn't. Besides the after school, I did that thing, and then I was also a lunch lady for a period. And oh my god, really? Uh, I was at. Uh, <laughs> oh yes. An elementary school in Riverton, Utah. I. I was. Uh, the one male member of the uh, cafeteria staff, and I was also the one member who was like under probably 60 years old and worked <laughs> with a lovely bunch of ladies. Um, yeah. But I, I was hired because one student had a uh, what's called PKU. She couldn't eat protein. So I was in charge Whoa. of making like olive tacos for her or uh, mushrooms. She couldn't have any protein. Shows. No protein. It's a it's a uh, genetic disorder, I believe. Wow! And so I was in charge of making these odd little meals, and then would help the ladies out when I was done making the meals. 
You'd be making raspberry steaks and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Water cake. <laughs> wow. I worked with a bunch of ladies uh, for a while, uh, the six, six older women, when I was uh, front of, worked the front of desk at a health club for a little while. Ooh, and, and you get LA? close. No, no, this was um, 2006 oh. uh, in Massachusetts. Oh, sorry, that's that's a time. That's not a place um, <laughs> in, in, in Massachusetts. That made sense to me. But- it wasn't LA, no, it was 2006. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah, and it was one of those, yeah, and the, those women, they... I, was, I just started doing stand-up and they would come to my shows oh, and Marsha, my boss, she would heckle me so... She would just like... She would be so loud during the whole show that she, that the, like the club owner would be like, Hey, like if you can, like, can you want to like announce your friend and then like, <laughs> will you stop talking? And she would like bring me up on stage. <laughs> Like That's three incredible. times. You've got to get yeah. back in touch with this person. I know. Uh, I'm really bad at that. Oh, I'd lose touch. I, uh, you know, you got to. You, you got to lose leave. touch. You got to lose touch. You got to leave them all behind. <laughs> You've got to cut ties. You got to cross the, you got to ford the river. <laughs> you can't look back. You got to, you got to be like Matt Ingebrigtsen and put your phone on do not disturb. <laughs> You ever break through that? You ever, does he ever allow you in? Uh, yeah, occasionally. That's something he and I have in common. And something I, I think that was really a turning point for uh, just uh, my mental well-being. It was in about 2012. I realized I cannot have the phone on vibrate. I cannot have a sound. This <laughs> has just got to be a silent device that I look at occasionally. And so I miss essentially every call that comes in. Which is, but what if you look at it and it's like 35 missed calls? Then I'll call the person back and hope that yeah. somebody hasn't died. But, you know, right, right. I can't... The Whoever thought of the feature that, you know, the phone will buzz or ding once, and then if you haven't looked at it, it will do it again later, should absolutely uh, be put in a, a, I don't know, work camp A compromising position. In a, a compromising <laughs> position. Because that is the most irritating thing I can possibly imagine. My phone's on total silent. My voicemail box is essentially always full. People oh, I would hope so. Mine me. too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do, yeah what's people... your, I feel like you could get away with a uh, ringtone. Oh, I do. Oh, yeah. I, 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 yeah. Full blast, you mean? William Tell Overture. <laughs> I feel like that's the classic ringtone. My my friend tried to um she tried to make the the Grizzly Man audio her ringtone. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's just what I thought when you said that. Um, it's really uh, that's really bad. No, um, I don't. I just I just do vibrate, and then I ha- so I just have phantom vibrating all day. I just sure. think that my. Because my oh, hips yeah. actually vibrate quite a bit. Yeah, you're kind of just buzzing around town. Yeah, I got Zumba body. <laughs> I got the Phantom Zumba. <laughs> um, are you in shorts right now? I am in shorts. Are you? Check them out. Let's see these. Those are great shorts. Those are comfortable. Yeah, they get tighter on the wash, so they really they really hug. Yeah, I've got to have a. a I've got very scrawny legs. I've got to have a, a, a recently washed short, or it looks like I'm wearing a diaper. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that's my i'm i'm actually eagerly anticipating gene season but i'm also yeah. uh recently had a premonition that we're very close we're teetering on the edge of cargo pants making a full comeback and i wow i think that's wow. and that's going to be an you know i've already lived through one era of that and i think that we're getting close to another and it makes me sick that i have to do it again does does fashion exist anymore 
I, you know, I've, uh, this has actually been a topic uh, on this podcast a couple of times because I'm very worried and it doesn't, it seems like we are post fashion. So that's what I'm holding on to. I, I just won't wear cargo pants. I'll say, you know, uh, right. I'm not, I'm not up with the trend of cargo pants. I'm going to let yeah. that just be a thing. You're going to wear just a full latex onesie with no divide. Right. That's no going to be arms. my new look. <laughs> just a full Alice in Wonderland caterpillar. I essentially no, have to be carried by other human beings or carted around. Or dragged by a Komatsu. That's a, that's at least my spring look. <laughs> yeah. 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 The, the taper off tail. <laughs> yes. I'm not doing a wide leg tail. I'm doing no, no, a tapered no. leg. Tapered no, you want a closed, tail. closed little nightmare before Christmas Hill. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. We, um, earlier in the podcast, I uh, mentioned that you had darkened my doorstep, doorway. Mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. We've never really come around to whether that's a phrase or not, uh, tank top. I smashed your mailbox. You smashed my mailbox. You drove by in a uh, Suzuki sidekick uh, with a <laughs> baseball bat and just smashed my mailbox. <laughs> with we- just my fist. Yeah. <laughs> Weeks later, uh, you show up again. And of course, this time I've got my mace. I've got my taser. And I... I thought you meant mace like a swinging mace. Like well, a- I also have that. That's on uh, That's on my holster. Your ankylosaurus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But I, you know, I uh, peek out the door and I see mm. you standing there and I think, does this have to do with him smashing the mailbox or what is it? But you were holding Did you hear me something. singing? Yeah, I, that's that's why I came to the door in the first place. This is, yeah. you know, 3 a.m. I've got my nightcap on. I've got my nightgown. Yeah. And I hear... I was holding notes. <laughs> I hear like the... The wind chimes start to just really uh, wail. I'll just say wail. And then I hear this light singing. I think, who's at the door? So I go and peek out. It's Chris, tank top on his shoulders. He's holding a bag. And we had actually um, discussed you being on this podcast prior to this. And, you know, our relationship is full of ups and downs. And Mm -hmm. so we had planned on you being on this podcast. And, of course, it's called I Said No Gifts. And I thought, 
God knows what Chris is going to do now. But you were holding a bag and you gave it to me and then vanished with the the promise that you may be headed to the East Coast. So yeah. I thought I don't, I to don't Tampa. know what this is yet. <laughs> Back to Tampa. I was opening a restaurant in an airport in Tampa at Tampa International. <laughs> um, and you've now launched the restaurant. It's a uh, it closed. Chris's, uh, Chris's bullshit. <laughs> It was Chris's, like, Chris's bullshit eatery. Chris's <laughs> bullshit eat station. <laughs> Opened and closed just like that. Uh, yes. But, Welcome you know, to Tampa. It will be remembered and it will uh, just kind of sit there empty in the Tampa airport for years to come. Thanks. But uh, I put this bag in my closet and I just thought, well, we'll get to it when we get to the podcast. I'll ask him then. I got to get to bed. And you didn't get curious in the night. You didn't get curious. At night, I'm ready to go back to sleep. And for all I knew, it was uh, this was all just a dream. So you no, know, I I saw you go back to sleep when I was I was I, I did stick around a little bit, and oh, I well, saw you creep back. Comforting. I I saw you creep back in. I appreciate you just kind of being the mother to me at that point and uh, letting baby get back to sleep. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm an M, I'm an MG, but I it's a mother goose. Yeah, you are. <laughs> You're an OGMG, the classic yep. mother goose. Yep. Uh, New money, old goose. <laughs> old goose, mother goose. <laughs> um, but weeks later, as this podcast came to be, or as we got closer to recording, I thought I should look in the closet and see that bag is still there. For all I knew, it could have dissolved or vanished again in the night. I could have taken it back. Yeah. Right. And uh, But here it is. And I, I have to ask you is, I mean, the podcast is a pretty, I mean, it's pretty clear what what I want out of this and I it's that I don't want gifts but is this a gift for me yeah you know I knew that and I know that that's you know inappropriate to do that um but you know, based on where I'm from and everything right. it just seemed like it's just I, maybe it's the contrarian in me I don't know or anti-authority if I'm told you know that right. I can't sure it's just go like, in the pantry I got I'm I'm in there you're eating already. the cookies you've got your hand I'm in the standing I'm I'm in doing the flexed arm hang in the pantry. Okay. <laughs> I'm eating the checks. So yeah, I don't know. I just figured I don't know. I, it's it was the forbidden fruit aspect of it for me that made me get it for you. And okay. Give it to you. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, should I open it here on the podcast? I would love that. Yeah, okay. I would love for you to do that. Yeah, yeah. Mike, oh. Mike, and Stan. I should say uh, it's now in a green. You know, when it initially came to me, it was in more of a uh, plastic <laughs> shopping bag, and it's now in a green. This beautifully wrapped green, uh, yeah. what appears to be a also a reusable shopping bag. Well, you, know, the, you start a plastic bag; it ages really well with the, the type of plastic that I gave you. Right. It, <laughs> It, it it dresses itself up over time, and and uh, do I see like a little fuchsia um, yeah, wrapping little, paper inside? Pink. This is something that could you know this plastic will last generations. I'll pass it down. You know that, that the coloring, the pink and the and the green, and I know this is this is a, a, an audio format, but for you, Bridger, what that is to me is you ever see the the hit Nick, Nick Junior show Eureka's Castle? I never saw Eureka's Castle. Okay, there's a there's a there's a, a dragon looks kind of like a horse uh, who's in it who with that exact coloring. Oh, and, interesting! And it was it was well, it was the first TV show that I ever truly enjoyed. And what, what was the uh, premise of Eureka's Castle? It was it was like a botched. Imagine like a botched Jim Henson. Like uh -huh. imagine if we lived in a world where other people tried their hand at Jim Henson style puppetry. Right. You know, very few have tried. But this, these ones had, they had some 
pizzazz. There was like, there was a bat. There were these two swamp twins that were chemically dependent on peanut butter. (laughs) And yeah, yeah. They were like, they lived in the basement in the swamp and and like, and they were always wet. And like, you would show them peanut butter and they'd be like, (laughs) (laughs) this feels like, and then there was like developing. No, yeah, I'm I'm developing a reboot for it, but yeah. Anyway, so that's okay, and it's a, it was a fantastic show. But anyway, sorry, sorry. Please do keep going. Eureka's a castle aside. I'm gonna I'm gonna open this gift. Beautifully yes. wrapped. I I would say a team effort. And let's see what's in here. So here we go to the inner shell of Ooh, the a shell. lot of tissues. Yeah, yeah a lot of tissue. Tissue is crucial with a gift bag. Otherwise, you what's just the, have the garbage? What? How much weight is in is in that? Do you think the right, gift? What I'm currently holding. Yeah. I'm going to say this is like, I would say 0.8 ounces. 0.8 ounces. Okay. Uh, actually, no, that, I don't think that that, that, is, that would weigh nothing. I would say what I was trying to say was 0.8 pounds. So I'm saying, I'm actually going to say 11 ounces. We're not quite at a pound. We're a few ounces shy. This was my backup idea for a gift. I know that you said you did ask for no gifts, but <laughs> this was my backup. My first idea, you want to know what my first idea for you was? Oh, of course. Sheltie. I was going to give you a Sheltie. I thought that would be Wait, kind of a Wait, a Sheltie gift. dog? Yeah, a Shetland sheep dog. <laughs> I would have loved that, you know? I would have um, yeah. Yeah, I would have taken care of it as if it were my own. And it, He was going to be elderly. <laughs> oh, I love an elderly dog. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I didn't, I didn't give you him. Well, you know, there's always another episode that you can uh, yeah, yeah, you that's weigh true. me down with a dog. <laughs> um, well, weigh me down with the dog <laughs> i'm now gonna open this let's see what's happening in here <laughs> oh oh my god and there's a receipt did you mean to leave the receipt <laughs> this is from hodgson's antiques this is so this it, yeah. is really something this is really something that yeah this is, oh my <laughs> Should I, this you've given me what is a uh essentially a um like a a mask for a masquerade ball yeah a it's silver, like an icy should i put this yeah. on for a minute i mean the, the uh, yeah. sound of the put podcast for, will become muffled for a moment put it on for more than a minute bridger this is your mask now oh yes i'm gonna screenshot you right now if you don't mind <laughs> so i'm gonna talk a little bit louder uh i hope that uh, the audio is coming through in some way through the podcast. Uh, it is. Ideally, I'm hearing you. Ideally, this is how I would record every episode of a podcast. I mean, this is how I'd like to start every Zoom at the very least. It's frightening, uh, but it's also joyous. Your power has exponentially increased. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna remove it for a moment. <laughs> I feel like I'm a different person when I'm in the mask. Well, that's the power. That's the beauty of a mask, Bridger. <laughs> that's that's true. <laughs> you wear that around. Yeah. Who who do you become? Who do you who, when you who do you become when you wear it? And who are you again when you remove it? That's those are the two big questions that you want to think of. Right. When and you wear the mask. Just now, I was a silver emperor. Yes. Um, yes. Who, who I'll become at a different time wearing this mask is a whole other story. Yes. Uh, are yes. you are you a big mask owner? I'm a, I'm a real mask giver. Yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> I like to give, uh, I, I, so I walk, but that, that place is right by my boba shop. Okay. Great. And so I see it every day and they hang the masks out as like, kind of like, um, 
like a like a little trap for me because right. because I, I when I see it I gotta have it. Um, yeah, no, I love that kind of Commedia dell'arte style. Um, I just I just I think it's a good thing to have. I think it's a good thing to put up in your wall. I think it's a good thing to wear. I oh, think it's, of course. Um, yeah, I, I think it's. I mean, I, I'm also like a a real supporter of of the whole eyes wide shut concept. You right, know? of course. I only just yeah. recently saw that movie. You know, I had seen. Oh, what'd you think? When did you think? I had a wonderful time. It's such a good time. You know, uh, it's not my favorite of his movies, but uh, certainly uh, uh, an experience. The whole movie to me feels like, um, and maybe it's because he died like right after he finished it, but it feels like a whole, it's like a, it's like a winding down type thing. Like, yeah, it does like, feel that way. It's just like you're kind of coolly coolly driving the bus and back into the station like it's not <laughs> like it's not like thrilling no it's, it's like uh, kind of doesn't really go anywhere no 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 it ends back up with kidman eating double stuff oreos in the kitchen like it never <laughs> happened and tom cruise's character's name he shares the last name with my best friend Wait, so it's is- like it's hard. His name is Tom Hartford. I'm not interested in that. I'm just interested in finding out who your best friend is. Oh, so. Chris Hartford. <laughs> um, Hartford. What if I was like Mitt Romney? <laughs> <laughs> you, Mitt, and Anne out on the boat. Just. <laughs> yeah, we don't agree on a lot of stuff, but we're best friends. Me and Mitt. Actually, we do agree. Yeah, and yeah, on everything. Yeah, I help him with everything. Me and Mitt. <laughs> uh, but yeah no bridge right that, that mask i saw it and i thought of you i think it has that kind of beautiful spells on it should i ring them into the microphone yeah 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 that? yeah yeah you know it's playful it's also um it's also it has the potential to be a little icy you know in a good way oh right i think it's got like a good i think it's poised i think it's um yeah no i think i think it's got everything and it's also obviously got it's it got the ability to dazzle it's got the absolute. I mean, that's the first thing it does, and it'll be the last thing it does is dazzle. I mean, we're currently. I mean, and this is also deeply topical. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, you know, we're wait, all wait what? <laughs> what are you talking about, Chris? The less you know, the better. All I can okay. say is hit up a party, yep. go to a grocery store. I have been. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> What do you think I do every night? Um, Big parties with young Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> no masks. No shoes. You Gloves. and uh, the Twitch gamer gang in their uh, <laughs> creator mansions. Is that what those are called? I've just learned the TikTok, about this. The TikTok mansions. Yes. The TikTok mansions are in the La Brea Tar Pits. And uh, each one TikTok mansion is the tiny elephant. And then the other one is the other TikTok mansion is the big mob elephant. And they, <laughs> they make TikTok content there and they can't leave. <laughs> it's actually a concept I think that I've like read as many spec scripts about is like content creators being like under like not being allowed to leave a property like but it's become like i think that is truly what it is i think they are like they can't leave like you can live i think i think they can like get, get i think i think they live they live there on you can the dance here but you may never leave <laughs> you can dance but you can't ever leave yeah I like that they can't leave. Yeah, they can't. They can't ever go outside. I watched a tour of one. I, I think it was like pro gamers who had uh, have all moved into some Beverly Hills like fifty million dollar mansion, and it was yeah, you know, it was the epitome of taste and class. Let's just leave it. Of course. A mini refrigerator on every wall. Um, <laughs> just essentially uh, a uh, Monster Energy 
yeah. went to architectural school. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's an interesting uh, phenomenon we're dealing with. Uh, yeah, I I love when people get tons of money. All like I'm always like I'm one of those people where I'm like, show me what happened. Like I want to see what 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 happens when they get it. Well, it's a little bit like dumping the ooze on the turtle. It's like what's gonna happen? I mean, <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean dumping the ooze on the turtle? You know, like you know from Ninja Turtles. You know they've got these green oh, oh, of yeah. ooze, and you you drop that ooze on something, and you don't know what you're actually gonna get. You might get a teenager. You may get a wise old rat. Uh, <laughs> it's like it's like finding the vaccine. Like you could like we could be mixing avocado oil <laughs> and. And like <laughs> grass clippings and, and Sprite Remix, and, right. that could, and that could be it, you know. <laughs> like if you're sitting on the couch the right way and you drink it, yeah, yeah that might yeah, be the vaccine. Know. I mean, you don't know until you try. Um, you ever have those um, those fruit slice candies? Like the, I, they're they're non branded, and I, I've heard they're big in the Jewish community. Okay. But I I would have to go to specialty candy stores and like. Like I, my, like my aunts would always bring them to me almost as like a, like a peace offering sure. at every event. They would like, they wouldn't bring anyone anything else, but they'd bring me these fruit slices. Your it's aunts like, were co constantly at war with people that had to bring these peace <laughs> offerings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of family wars uh, that I was at the, the center of and they would try to put, be putting them out by, yeah, being diplomatic with me. Um, do, do you know what I'm talking about? It's like, are, imagine, are they like weirdly accurate or like weirdly realistic looking little pieces of fruit? Um, it's hard to know because I just, can't, yeah, it's like if you were to cut an orange kind right. of thing, yeah. but, they're, but, the, but they're blue raspberry. Okay. Oh my God. Oh, blue raspberry. I mean, as far as it's the king of flavors. Always, always. You know, it's so much fun. If the 1990s brought us anything, it's blue raspberry, <laughs> uh, which I mean, it's, Why is it you've got blue so raspberry good. on one end of the spectrum and banana on the other. And, uh, <laughs> Then you've got various other things happening in between, but blue raspberry. Uh, I mean, we need a, an players. oral history of the invention of blue raspberry. What genius! <laughs> There's no such thing as a blue raspberry in nature, is there? No, no, and and whoever came up with it. New exactly. There's, there's, um, there, there's probably a word for it, maybe in German or something. But like, uh, for how satisfying it is when you yes. think of the of what a blue rat like eating blue raspberry. Like it's, it, it's, it's so titillating. <laughs> maybe it's like tied up with the whole like Yoshi's Island type thing. Oh, it does feel like something uh, a fruit that Yoshi would have to eat. My sister one time when I I I, I had a. I think I had food poisoning and my sister was in her room uh, when we were growing up and she was blasting the Yoshi's Island theme, the Yoshi's story theme song. As I was vomiting in her bathroom and I just was like begging her to stop it. She couldn't hear me. I was like, please, for the love of God, please turn it off. It's just like taunting me. Yeah. <laughs> that feels like real, uh, you know that could be used in torture situations that song is guantanamo yeah that's a oh, definite yeah. guantanamo hit i have to oh, it's imagine number three number three must play it on guantanamo it's a very odd little song is it cars uh, for kids yeah. meow mix and yoshi's story lose yourself and that <laughs> i want to hear a mashup of lose yourself and the yoshi's story theme <laughs> 
<laughs> Who can be, make it happen? Podcast listeners, reach out to your mashup friends. <laughs> Put this together for us. What reach out to your mashup. I, um, you know, the mashup is no longer in vogue, but I'll tell you what. I love a mashup. It's the blue raspberry uh, thing. That's right. what you like. It's 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 two things that shouldn't be that are. And, and it's, it's so true. And it's, it's titillating. Have you ever been to a masquerade ball? Um, I mean, I've been to like Sarah Lawrence parties where they uh, try to do that kind of thing. Wait, I'm not familiar with a, a Sarah Lawrence party. Oh, sorry. Sarah Lawrence University is on. Oh. It's it's where um, uh, Julia Stiles went in 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh. Or maybe you never see her go, but that's like where it's like her thumb on louise cliff that's like it's it's that's where she ends up okay. and it's it's just like a um very morose formerly all women's college um right where it's um a lot of uh a lot of people um that identify as um you know, black sheep of their communities go and they don't speak to each other when they're there. And at parties, sometimes they would, they would literally just be asleep all uh, lining up against a wall. <laughs> and, um, See, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I am not able to, uh, I, I, if you're going to tell me something I need it in the context of Julia Stiles, <laughs> that she's kind of my, my compass you, as far as you're not a visual, visual or audio learner. You're no. a Julia Stiles learner. <laughs> <laughs> can can Hollywood stop making Julia Stiles play narcs for one goddamn <laughs> second? Yeah, let her have some fun. Let her be the fun person. Let her have those. They did in Save the Last Dance, but then they were like, that's enough. <laughs> you've had your fill, Julia. You've had, yeah, you filled your cup. <laughs> now get back to being the hall security. <laughs> you know, I've never been to a masquerade ball. I, uh, you know, I guess the closest is a, a wedding or prom or something. Um, but what, how great would it be to wear a mask to a ball? I mean, they were they were so smart back in the day, like to to like because then you're just going off of pizzazz right. instead of like what you like physical. It's it's great. It's a great idea. It really levels the playing field for everybody, and you know, a pauper for a night can become a prince. And if they have the funds to acquire a gorgeous, a beautiful, they head to the antique store and silver mask. Yeah. <laughs> right. Do you think silver was the right color for you? I think it. I, I think, think silver's is. perfect. I think silver yeah. is, um, you know, it's uh, it gives me a little extra. I think people, uh, the first thought is gold, and for you, uh, you know, because of my hair, and mm. uh, but I think silver adds an extra level of disguise. So when I'm wandering around my neighborhood in this, nobody's gonna know. Gold is tough because to, to wear gold, you, you do kind of always look like Michael Jackson and remember the time music video whenever. <laughs> and that's the and that's like the best you're going to you're going to look. Right. You know? Right. Like white and gold. It's like it's, it's not it's, a great it's, look. I always I've always like, you know, kind of thought about tossed the idea around in my head. Like, I, like why? I, I, shouldn't I be wearing more gold? <laughs> I feel like but, you could uh, get away with some gold uh, wristbands. Yeah, go, yeah. Heavy gold chain around the neck. Yeah. Like um, a, yeah, one that like ends in the xiphoid. Right, exactly. Where, like, it looks physically uncomfortable. It's like, is that hitting his bone all the time? Yes. Clink! Clink! <laughs> well, yeah. A chain that ends with like a little my face right here. <laughs> And says, hi! <laughs> Good morning! Uh, I mean, Halloween is just around the corner. Are you, gonna, are you going to do anything for Halloween? Or, you know, this year feels like we're shutting it down. Oh, this is what's tough. It's like nearing the holidays. It's, it's like that. 
in a way that pandemic did happen at the at, at a time that was nice because in the beginning like we it, uh, aside from like or in my culture i guess i don't know what holidays in other cult but like in like the big ones and like you know they're all crammed into right. november december right january the, the, year, yeah. the fact that we're about to get all that you know pummeled it's like it's gonna like yeah it's gonna be really weird yeah. halloween uh, will will certainly uh still be happening because that's a state of mind sure sure you just feel spooky yes yes they feel you you can you can very very easily um frighten your own self in your own home right you uh leanne rhymes said it best i think you can't kill the moonlight <laughs> is that is that that song yeah yeah i feel like it's about that, halloween getting taken away from us yeah so that's her halloween leanne anthem rhymes. Leanne Rhymes saved it. She her uh, empowering Halloween anthem uh, can't kill the moonlight, and it could not be more topical this year. So hopefully, this podcast will uh, increase her sales, and Leanne will once it's again bon- surge Halloween. It's yeah, it's she'll surging. retain the crown. It's surging because yeah, back when Bob Dole tried to take away Halloween, and Leanne Rhymes released "Can't Fight the Moonlight." Oh, is it called "Can't Fight the Moonlight"? What is it called? I think, oh, which is different. Can't find the, no, can't, um. I actually think thematically it works for Halloween either way. Oh, definitely. The moon? <laughs> and, rhyme, and rhymes sounds kind of like, like creepy. Right, right. Oh, shoot. In my, it's in my, like I was gonna. You cut out for like for, a second, but I think it was just the uh, spookiness overwhelmed us and we're back. It's because I, I, um, I went to, to leannrhymes.com. You started torrenting her discography. Can't fight the moonlight. Got it. Case closed. Can't f- fight the moonlight. Could use a few more like chains being dragged across the ground or bones clanking. Or, <laughs> you know, but there's always uh, room for a me- remix or again a mashup. A um, man moaning. A from, man just from moaning underground the entire time. Just a bass level moaning. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Um, a horse really far away. <laughs> Leanne Rhymes is the headless horseman. Um, I well, isn't think, it the best? Isn't the best story? Oh wait, the headless horseman. Yeah, it's one of my top phenomenal. Favorites. Always scary. So scary. It will scare me until you know. A lot of things don't scare me that much anymore. But a headless horseman, the you know the old colonial uh, backdrop we've got. We've got poor Ichabod Crane, and the only character in media I've ever related to. I- <laughs> I mean, you could. I mean, you have taught as Ichabod Crane has taught. You've kind of got. You've uh, cut a slender. I have rode. Uh, I have rode as Ichabod Crane has rode. Right. <laughs> so I mean, you uh, you've been across plenty of bridge, and uh, been chased. I, I have been chased. <laughs> I think that's, your, I cannot I would explain love to you to be chased across a bridge. That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> to successfully get to the other side of a bridge and my enemy is on the other side oh satisfaction i think that story gave me ocd <laughs> wow if you don't cross the bridge at the end all oh, right oh it's, yeah yeah of course that's i feel like a lot of old uh, fairy tales and that sort of thing do have some sort of ocd element built in where it's just like absolutely there's this rule and if this rule uh, is broken, is broken your head you will, will get a pumpkin off. smashed right into your tramp stamp. Right. Uh, Chris, I feel like it's time to play a game. Do you want to play 
gift master or gift or a curse? Gift or a curse. Okay, cool. Give me a number between one and ten. Nine. Okay, I need to do some calculating. So, uh, while I do this, you've got a minute or so to promote something, to recommend something, to just say whatever you want. You have the microphone. I'll be right back. All right. I um, would like to recommend, uh, I'd like to promote the film Jerry Maguire. It is uh, new. It's good. It's got like a huge um, running length. So you can like sit with it and watch it for as long as you want. You got um, Renee, Renee Zellweger has a sister in it who's really calming. Her name is Bonnie Raitt. Um, she's like, she's the kind of lady that, you know, Renee spills like, like mashed potatoes and like toxic waste on her jumper right before having to go out with Tom. Uh, Tom Cruise who plays Jerry Maguire in the film. And, you know, she she like stays very level headed and cool, and it's like it's okay, it's okay, stay calm. Just put on this wet white tea. Everything's gonna be good. And then there's also oh you're back. I'm glad you were able to get the word out about Jerry Maguire. I feel like <laughs> look it up on jerrymaguire.com. <laughs> this podcast is. Between Leanne Rimes and Jerry Maguire, I feel like this could have been recorded in late 1996, and no one would know any better. Uh, I mean, for listeners, for all you know, this was recorded oh, four years I prior to more, the millennium. Oh, what? I have one more point about Jerry Maguire. Oh, it uses it. it uses Bruce Springsteen's Secret Garden for eleven seconds. <laughs> worth worth the two hundred thousand dollars. She's got a secret garden. She's got Jonathan Lipnicki. She's got <laughs> on the baggage claim. <laughs> Chris, this is how gift or a curse works. I'm going to tell you three things. You're going to tell me if they're a gift or a curse and why. And I'll tell okay. you if you're right or wrong. There are Great. correct answers. So, um, yeah, of course. First up, uh, let's see here. You know, I always just lose track of them almost immediately. Oh, here we go. Okay. Gift or a curse? Experimental ice cream flavors. <laughs> <laughs> like hibiscus radish. Right. Um, Turkey like, dinner. <laughs> you know, two rose four. lamb. <laughs> uh, a curse. And why? Um, elitist. Exclu- it's exclusive. I don't stand for it. I, uh, and it's more about it's more about feeling good about yourself for and for liking it for saying I like I like this okay. I, I I enjoy this crab cantaloupe flavor than it is about actually enjoying it so curse absolutely i mean that i mean that it's kind of a softball we all know that experimental ice cream flavors are a curse why am i going out for a treat if it's going to be a challenge no treat should be a challenge um it's a you know and they're most often at more expensive ice cream retailers and so you're paying what five six dollars to not enjoy something I don't understand. Just give me a classic peanut butter. Give me a mint chip. Rocky yeah. Road. Actually, don't even give it. I don't. Don't give it to me cold. Give me fudge. I don't understand why ice cream is this. It's uncomfortable. It's like what? It's the same thing about Red Hots. Don't have it. Make it. Take the comfort out. Take the discomfort out. Give me. You don't fudge. like an ice cream. 
I don't like being cold, man. I got like, I get, um, uh, I get frostbite easy on my cheeks. Oh, okay. Sure. Can't eat. I'm not going to just put myself in the, I did a rod for no reason. Give so me fudge. You're headed to the fudge shop, which is always yes. spelled with a double P and an E. <laughs> uh, I can I can understand that. I rarely do I think I should get some fudge, <laughs> but right. I I like that attitude. I mean, I think fudge could. That's because you're not at the end of your life, yeah. you know. <laughs> Looking back, that's that's why. Everyone gets to the end of their life and thinks I should have eaten more fudge. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> we're moving around too fast to stop and be like, I deserve some fudge right now. I mean, you ever have panucci? What's panucci? No, it's like a maple. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know. Oh. I, I was really bad at like. If you tell me something, something, I'm just like, that's what that is. I just thought Panucci, I just describe it as Panucci, but it's like, it's almost like those candy corn um, p- pumpkins in okay, a way. Okay, you're losing but, me. But if they were good, oh, if they were like, okay. like, you know how, you know how good they look and how good they think they're going to be when right. you have them. And then you're like, this is going to never leave my system. It's somewhere between grainy and waxy. <laughs> Marzipan. It's like that, but if it was actually what you wanted it to be. And tell me the name again, Panucci? Uh, Panucci. So that's a P E N, okay. like penis, okay. but then it goes U C U C H. That's how I learned spelling. It always has to be around penis. Penis based. P E N, like penis. U C H E. Okay, I'm going to have to. Maple flavored. I love a maple flavored. I love a maple donut. Uh, same know, maple syrup, an old-fashioned maple donut. Oh, give it to me. Emma T has asked. <laughs> Bless Emma Thompson. Uh, no, this is from listener Hannah. No last name. So you know this could be one it's of many. It's not the names. Hannah. Is it uh, the it's Hannah, Hannah that's sci-fi? From the Amazon uh, television series. She's a, Amazon original. She's an assassin. She. This is a little girl who can kill. And, <laughs> uh, she has written into the podcast to suggest airport. Uh, airport massage shops gift or a curse oh it's a curse why um because because you are you have to show your massage face to the world the whole point of of feeling pleasure is being able to or relief is being able to do it under under a bridge you know you want to be alone <laughs> but to have to be on display while you're while you're feeling relief comfort and pleasure that is uh that is a, an absolute curse so yeah cursed all of your massages are being done by trolls under bridges <laughs> yes yes um again wow i mean you're you're you've two for two here of course i mean what scenario do you feel comfortable in an airport uh comfortable enough to just suddenly have a stranger rubbing your body i would be the tension i would be you know like make brittle, you more tense. peanut brittle i'd just break <laughs> a chair i need to, break to your be bones. quiet and serene and i need to be a, away from others i i you know it's the same thing with a mall people getting massaged exactly. in the middle of a mall what are what has happened to you that that's led you to this i, I don't understand I it at all. i think it's the masseuse's friends that it's just a marketing <laughs> thing i don't think anyone's i think it's i mean maybe psychopaths but like <laughs> I know that's what it is. You know what that is? It's the same thing with the, that the Israeli government does. Uh, the Israeli, it's like Israeli TSA or whatever. To um, they, they don't really. You don't go through any screen. They just psychologically analyze you to make sure you're not going to be a, like do, be up to no good on the plane oh, in the airport. How do they do so, that? So it's, they just, I guess, they're just like really good at reading like the facial cues and like I they think offer they, they you an ask, airport massage. 
yeah, they ask you with boxes or briefs, but like in America, it's probably like, if you are willing to subject, your, if you're willing to put yourself out there and get an airport massage, you're probably put on a watch list. You're probably, <laughs> yeah, that's what that is. Okay. It's all I'm Homeland Security. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's Homeland Security. That's all it is. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. My, I mean, my sister saw Eric Andre getting them once. <laughs> re- I mean, of course. That's the one yeah. person that I can imagine getting an airport or yeah, all yeah. I, I'm charmed by that. Yeah, yeah. of course. I'm yeah. fully on board for Eric Andre <laughs> yeah. to get an airport missile. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, there's something going on with you, and I, uh, yeah. I don't know what yeah. to tell anybody. Yeah. Okay, two out of two. We're headed into the final thing here. Now, this is uh, Gift or a Curse. Okay. The Golden Age of Television. Gift or a curse? It's a gift. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's the golden age of television. <laughs> <laughs> That's your reasoning? That's your reasoning? Yeah, it's in the name. What do you mean? Of course it's a gift. <laughs> Chris, you have been flying so high. The butterfly flies so high, but it can only go so far. And suddenly you've incinerated in the sun. <laughs> The golden age of television's a curse. What? A golden age is always a curse because every other age beyond it is no longer golden. Wait, is the gold is the golden age of television like Mad Men? I thought you were talking about like the thirties. You name it. You, I mean, the golden the age of television's also deeply personal. So, what's your golden oh, right. age of television? I guess I, I don't know. When you said that I was I. I am okay. That's silent film. Okay, I'm sorry. I guess I guess you were when you said that. I imagined the Twilight Zone. Now I think the you know at least as far as uh, the, contemporary the Jordan Peele reboot. Were, <laughs> oh god! <laughs> the uh, current uh, I think television critics would tell you the golden age of television probably lasted between 2009 and 2000, probably 17. What do you yeah. say? When um. What, what ended it? What, what one TV show was it? Suits that ended it. <laughs> Suits will end any golden age. <laughs> so it was like Breaking Bad, Breaking and, Bad, Mad Men, The right. Wire, The Sopranos, True Detective. True Detective uh, what else have we Fuller, got in there? Fuller House. Fuller House. Uh, you know, I have I uh, have been to Jeff Franklin's home. <laughs> really? Have, which is built on the site of the Manson murders. And uh, two weeks after I met my boyfriend, I uh, he was doing a uh, these living room shows uh, that are like hosted at these mansions or whatever, and he was singing in one, and he invited me. I I went, and it was you you know of course exactly as horrible as you can possibly imagine. There's a shark tank. There's a wall in the house that is just uh, collectible plates with Elvis on them. It is the uh, the bottom of taste. The well, I'm with you, except for the shark tank aspect of that. <laughs> Are there actual sharks in there? Uh, yeah, there were actual sharks. This was uh, maybe one of the most surreal moments of my entire life. Uh, I I love that. I love, I cannot wait to get exotic animal money. That's that's what I want. So that's <laughs> all the only buy? reason I want it. Shark? Oh, my first buy? No, Fossa. A what? Fossa. 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 Um, I'll send it to you. It's like a um, it's like a South American uh, horse cat. Oh, it's like they have a tiny little head, and the, but they uh, yeah. like, <laughs> you love an animal with a tiny head. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> proportionate. <laughs> 
You got to see that. You got to see naturally cropped ears. Uh, I'm chatting it to you right now. And to Steven. Let's okay. see this thing. Yeah. Check that out. It's Hopefully called- that's the right thing. Hopefully I did copy it and just didn't send you something else on my clipboard because that's very <laughs> revealing what I copy. It's F-A-S-A. Uh, F-O-S-S-A. F-O- oh, okay. Fossa, Fossa, Fossa. Yeah, it's, a, it's an animal that everyone's kind of agreed to not talk about. <laughs> oh, you've chatted it to me. That's yeah, cool. yeah. Okay, let me click this. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Oh, this thank, is thank you. Uh, like a land otter. This is the otter of the mountain, or the desert, or the jungle. I think I would make it a tapir, too. What? A T-A-P-I-R. It's like, a, um, it's like a pig horse. Wow, this is a whole new world for me. I feel like I'm... Oh, of course. Yeah, I'm familiar with this creature. I yeah, can yeah. see you owning both yeah. of these. And at some point... I wanted to get an emu. The... Oh, right. A-, a while ago. You could, but you need to get a, a dangerous animal license for that, and also they're very dangerous. And, yeah, okay. uh, Don't yeah. rule anything out. Um, well, you got two out of three on Gift or a Curse. It's uh, better than some, worse than others, uh, but it's your own personal score. So Yeah, that's uh, me in general. That's what better than special. some, worse than some. <laughs> um, let's answer uh, some questions. This is called I Said No Questions, and people writing into I Said No Gifts at gmail.com, and they have, you know, they uh, have hit a point in their life that they... I have no choice but to reach out to a podcast for answers. <laughs> so, uh, let me read the first one to you. This says, uh, Bridger, my parents have been strictly quarantining in order to watch my daughter while my husband and I work. We're both in health care. Normally, I would get them self-care gifts like pedicures and massages as a thank you for the free babysitting. Um, any ideas for a thank you gift that doesn't involve exposure to other people? Uh, wow, thank so you. People, you. people really turn to you for actual right. advice. Yeah, and this is from Katie in Florida. She may, may be uh, a former customer of your restaurant at uh, the Tampa airport, for all we know. Um, yeah, no, she was. Uh, Katie's looking for, you know, and she wants a gift that uh, does not, uh, there's no exposure to other people. And in any other situation, first thought, fireworks spectacular. Um, for me you, or for I, you? I would say for her to do for her parents. Fireworks, great uh, idea. But you know, we I, as we record this, uh, the west coast of the United States is on fire, um, right? Just being right. torched. But she's in Florida, so I, maybe we don't rule it out because it's very wet there. It's very humid there. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, first thought, Katie, your parents. You call them one night. It's. 9.45, maybe they're getting out of bed for this. Um, but you say, Mom and Dad, look out the window. They look out the window, and suddenly there is an expertly choreographed fireworks spectacular. Um, maybe spells out Mom and Dad, spells out thank you. Uh, that's up to you, or the pyrotechnic uh, expert. Pyrotechnician, is that what that person's called? Uh, yeah. I don't know, Chris, what are you thinking? Mom oh, I Dad think been you watching the them. kids. I think you should get them a framed photo of the Everglades. <laughs> Have you been to the Everglades? No, I not yet. I see you on a, an airboat blasting through the Everglades. Yeah. That's, I think, where I would make most sense. On, on that, the vehicle on an airboat. <laughs> yes. Going in a nice, cool 15 MPH. <laughs> Let's just say, Katie, fireworks spectacular, framed photo of the Everglades. Either of these won't involve any interaction. Or, you know, there's always the sending a gift card for dinner 
to order out. You know, yes. If yes. you're feeling Door a little dash. lazy, you you've got a lot of work to do, and your parents are probably the last. They've probably been eating a lot of uh, like cold chicken nuggets off your kids' plates. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's time to yeah. send mom and dad dinner. I think yeah, DoorDash or Postmates too right. can work. Yeah, and you like you let the person know to just leave it at the doorstep, and yeah. then mom and dad don't get exposed to anything, and suddenly they're having a nice dinner. And maybe you combine all three gifts. I'm I'm a big proponent of combining gifts yeah. for uh, confusion and satisfaction. I um the best gift I ever gave uh, was my uh, the most enjoyed gift I've ever gave. My dad is he will accept no no gifts like you much like you. Right, and, right. Uh, I gave him a headlamp one year, and that oh. is the uh, that is the finest gift I've ever I've ever a given. Headlamp is a gr- I feel like everybody could use a headlamp. Oh, uh, totally, totally, so I, fun. I mean, just to wear one at all times. Why not? Then you're just ready to blast light wherever you go. Because you don't want to hold a light. Like right. if you just, you can just like boink, push a button and you're illuminating your own path. Any situation where you need a flashlight, you also need both hands. Exactly. So a headlamp. Because you're in trouble. Right. You're, I mean, always, always in trouble in the dark in that type of situation. You're in, you're in huge trouble if you're out of, you know, <laughs> if you're, if you're in the dark, you are in huge trouble. <laughs> Um, Katie, I hope that that helps. Uh, we have one more to answer here, Chris, and this one starts out with a good day, Bridger. So, you know, oh, you know where that's from, where that's from this person. Let's just say it right off the bat is writing in from Australia. This person's name is Patrick. And his question is, it's not about what to get somebody, but it is what three questions should one ask a person to determine what is a good present to buy for them? Wow. Okay. What are you afraid of? Oh, perfect. Uh, do you have any food allergies? <laughs> um, and what's your least favorite song? Perfect. That's going to zero in on <laughs> essentially the perfect gift for any person. <laughs> um, and how tall are you? Who do you see when you look in the mirror? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, how much um, money do you make a year? I think that that's Why did a- you do the last thing you did? <laughs> <laughs> Why have you been uh, ignoring my calls? <laughs> these all feel like, uh, you know, these are going to help narrow down what this person's looking for, what's on their wish list. When did you deactivate Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> when, when was the last time you felt the ocean? <laughs> uh, mask or no mask? <laughs> mask or no mask. That's going to tell you, you know, their political stance. That's going to yep. tell you just generally how much time they're spending on the internet. <laughs> yeah. um, and what, what part of the internet. Right. How they feel about their lower face. That I mean, that alone <laughs> is going to give you a, a wealth of options for gifts. How much time they've spent in Nashville. <laughs> yeah, because you don't ask that and suddenly you're buying them a Hard Rock Cafe t-shirt that they already own. And I uh, think... I think um, a good question to get to know somebody is um, what is what is your, what is your e-brake song? And that to me is what if you were driving down a highway and you're listening to the radio and a song is playing and you don't want the song to change so bad that you're willing to pull the e-brake <laughs> while driving. What is that song for you? So that's an interesting. Uh, that's a great question. I I don't even know if I have an answer to that. Do you have an answer? You were listening Fast to Van car. Halen. Wait, what is it? I, yeah, Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. And Bridge oh, that. sure, of yeah, course. We did not speak about what was playing before the Zoom meeting started. That was uh, <laughs> that was in confidence. I was playing that to you in absolute, utter confidence. Well, uh, unfortunately, I'm ready to scream it from the rooftops. <laughs> Van Halen, 
blasting. What Van Halen song was it? Love Comes Walking In, oh, I think is what it's called. Okay. And then you face a change and nothing feels the same. But in the dreams <laughs> are made, love comes walking in. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, uh, I think that, I mean, we that's at least nine questions we gave you, Patrick. Um, yeah. Fine, yeah, I, I don't know that uh, any of those is going to... Uh, Actually, you know, I think they're all perfect, and you just pick your take your pick of the litter and go forth and get your uh, friends and family the the ideal gift this holiday. And choose season. the runt. Choose the runt of the choose litter. The like runt. Always day. choose the runt. Yeah, because that runt otherwise is going to be left to die. Yeah, um, get the runt. Chris, I have just had an absolutely wonderful time with you here. We're, oh, I've had I've had the loveliest time, Bridger. It's, um, I've, I'm now the owner of this beautiful, frightening dazzling uh masquerade mask which yes it's gonna open a lot of doors for me and, yeah uh, and close a lot of doors close a lot emotionally physically yeah. a lot of but doors are going important. to slam shut so people you don't realize how many doors you need to close till till you hit a certain level of wisdom you know right you've got to you've got to do it's editing it's essentially just editing. Yes. Yes. Um, but, you know, uh, it's thank you again for this. And uh, we're just going to wrap up the podcast here by everyone. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I hope you have a nice rest of your day. I hope that uh, as Halloween creeps around the corner, you find a safe way to put on a mask and sit in your home quietly with some eerie music. And Leanne Rhymes, reach out. Uh, let's get this Halloween. You've got the next monster mash on your hands. So you and I, we combine forces and we get this thing back on the charts. Yes. Um, I love that. Thank you again. And uh, everybody go, uh, do your thing. I said, no gifts isn't exactly a right production. It's engineered by earth angel, Stephen Ray Morris. The theme song is by miracle worker, Amy Mann. Uh, you can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at I said, no gifts. And if you have a question or need help getting a gift for someone in your life, email me at I said, no gifts at gmail.com. Listen and subscribe on Apple podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And why not leave a review while you're at it? I invited you here I thought I made myself perfectly clear When you're a guest in my home You gotta come to me empty-handed I said no gifts Your presence is present enough And I already had too much stuff So how do you dare disobey?